0: Lord God, wake us up to a worship for you now this fall. In the midst of all this struggle, may our worship not stop. And all of God's people said. Excited to be
1: here and worshiping with you today. Uh, If you are joining us online, welcome. Uh, Excited to have you with us. Just uh, ask that you would just enter in with everything we do today. If you're here in person, just a reminder uh, that we ask if you're going to sing out big, that you put your mask up and just love those around you, care for those around you. Uh, if you'd prefer to just to sing a little more quietly or just enter in using your body and physical expression, that's that's fine as well. Um, but why don't you stand and let's let's pray uh, this morning just to uh, just to welcome him into this place. Lord, we are excited to be here. We are excited to see how you're going to move and work And we pray that you just uh, make yourself known to each of us today. Uh, We pray that you uh, just show yourself uh, in whatever area of life right now that we need you the most, that you just make yourself known to us today. We love you. We praise you. And we just offer this service to you in Jesus' name. going on right now. For everything, for eternity, you reign over it all. Lord, just help us to recognize this. Help us to rest in that truth, that we would rest in the fact that you reign over all. Just hand it to you and worship you today, Lord. We love you. We praise you. It's in Jesus' beautiful, precious name we pray it all. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat.
0: Hey, welcome to Summit Point Church. It's great to worship with you today, whether you're joining in on the live stream or you're here in person. Either way, may Jesus Christ be glorified. Uh, My name is Pierce Vanny, and I am the Single Young Adults Director here at Summit Point Church. Well, we have an online friendship register we'd love to stay connected with you all on. Uh, You can access that on the live stream uh, by clicking on the box in the chat window. And if you're here today, you can use the church app or the church website and click on the friendship register and fill it out there. Either way, we'd love to stay connected with you, so please take the opportunity right now to fill that out. Well, at the bottom, we also have an opportunity for a prayer request uh, for you to fill out. Maybe God is laying something on your heart today. Uh, So whatever that is, please give us the opportunity to come alongside you in prayer. Uh, We pray over these multiple times, and we just love the opportunity to come alongside you in that. Well, with that being said, we don't have any additional announcements for you today. Uh, If you live on the other side of the river, the Murray-Baker Bridge is now open, uh, which yeah, thank you. Yeah, all all five of us, we got there. We got over the bridge. It was great, Um, but yeah, that's that's a reason uh, to celebrate for some of us. Uh, But with all that being said, it's time to continue in our worship as we take our offering. And this is really where we give our first fruits back to our God. So there's a number of ways that we can give. Uh, You can do so on the live stream tool, uh, the website, the church app. uh, And then also, if you're here today, uh, you can write a physical check and hand that to the ushers on the way out of the service. Well, with all that being said, let's go to our God in prayer. Lord Jesus... Uh, We just uh, lift up this offering to you, Lord. Uh, Again, Lord, uh, while we give monetarily, Lord, may our lives be lived as living sacrifices for you that are good and pleasing, Lord. Uh, That, Lord, we live in a depraved world, a crooked generation, Lord. May you help us to shine like stars there, Lord. Uh, In the midst of sickness that's going across this world, Lord, that has many in fear, Lord, be with us, give us peace, give us comfort in the midst of that, Lord. Lord in the midst of a national election, Lord, that has so many on edge and so many divided, Jesus Christ, you are the great unifier. You unify your church, may your church remain unified. And seeking you, Lord, that you would be glorified in that, that you would be giving peace to all the anxiety that's out there, all the fear, all the worry, Lord that you are sovereign over all, Lord. May we rest in that fact. And may you be glorified in Pastor Steve's message here today, Lord. May you be honored in that. May your truth go forth. May your word go forth that we might be encouraged, that we might stick to it, Lord, that we might be found faithful. We pray all this in your name, Jesus. Amen.
2: that we can trust you no matter what is going on. Lord, in the midst of uncertainty and fears, Lord, we can count on the fact that you are right there with us, and Lord, may we just follow you wholeheartedly in all that we do. Lord, be with us as we open up your word in the next few moments. May we hear from you. May we leave this place fired up to serve you and leave this place changed because of, of hearing from you, Lord Jesus. We ask this in your name amen. Well, I am not Pastor Tim. You may have noticed that. So it is great to be with you, Summit Point Church. Uh, this is not a COVID issue, if you can believe that this week with everything that's going on. But uh, Be praying for Pastor Tim. He uh, fell on uh, Thursday evening and broke uh, about three ribs. And uh, I I talked to him yesterday on the phone for a little while. And uh, he said, Actually, he says, I'm doing okay as long as I don't move or breathe. (laughs) And uh, he just cannot get around much at all. And so just be praying for him. And for Jana, who is uh, caring for him. And uh, so I got the, the nod here on Friday. He sent over his outline. And uh, so we're just going to pick up and just keep rolling here uh, as we are working through this uh, series here. The Light the fire. And uh, kind of walking through 1 Timothy and uh, excited to be continuing in that. If you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4. And uh, we're going to pick up there in verse 6. So 1 Timothy 4, 6, and if you remember here in this book, this is uh, the Apostle Paul who wrote uh, 1 Timothy's writing to Timothy, and uh, so here is the Apostle Paul writing to this young pastor uh, who is pastoring this, this church plant actually that, that Paul had established and and uh, Timothy was, was very close to Paul and uh, he had really his protege as he had uh, really brought him under his wing and trained him through there. And so uh, we're going to see even through this passage some of those remarks here as he's really encouraging this young pastor. And uh, through this we're going to see a whole lot of things that apply to us uh, in our situations here this week as well. If you're taking notes, uh, point number one is prioritize good stewardship, both body and soul. Prioritize good stewardship, both body and soul. Starting in verse 6 here, Paul writes this, if you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Jesus Christ, being trained in the words of faith and of good doctrine that you have followed. So he starts off, if you put these things before the brothers and what things is he talking about here? Well, if you look back at the earlier part of chapter 4 and the end of last week's message here, you see... Uh, there were a number of things, very legalistic things that were being promoted that he's refuting here. And in uh, verse uh, 5, he says, uh, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. And basically, whatever God's given, verse 4 says, they, to take it with thanksgiving. And so he's been teaching through these truths, and he's con- going to continue in that. And he says, look, if you, if you take these things... And you put them before the brothers, and really it's generic here, brothers and sisters here. If, if you just continue to teach these things to the believers here, he says, you will be a good servant of Christ, of, Je- of Christ Jesus. L- literally what he's saying here is if you just continue to faithfully uh, teach these things, then you will be really a, an excellent minister here uh, for Jesus Christ. And so he's just stressing the importance of just faithfully teaching God's words and the truth of God's word, and he says as being trained, being educated, being 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 nurtured here. Uh, It's interesting that this word "train" uh, is actually in the in the Greek. It's gymnazo. Uh, It sounds kind of familiar of of uh, gymnasium, gymnastics. Right, it's, it's this idea of training, of exercising uh, these things, and he's going to follow that uh, theme here a little bit in the next few verses here. But he's saying you have been trained, you've been been, been exercised, you've worked out in these things. Kind of the idea of faith, of faith, of of of, of doctrine, of uh, of, of what, uh, what what it is that the scripture teaches, and, and that and of and of good doctrine, he says. Uh, of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the teachings here uh, that, that God has laid out for us on how we should live. Of faith and of, and of good doctrine that you have followed. It's, it's one of the phrases here I, I actually underlined in, in, in my Bible because I think it's just so important. It wasn't just that he knew uh, the beliefs of what Scripture teaches that, that he didn't. That It wasn't that he just knew doctrine, but he actually was living it out. The faith, the doctrine that you have followed. James 1 talks about being not just a hearer of the word, but being a doer of the word. And, and that's literally what what. what Paul is writing here to Timothy and saying, look, you've been getting it done. You're actually putting it into action. You're following through on these things. And I think it's always an important lesson for all of us. Not just that we come in, not just that we sit under good teaching, that is important, but even more so that we are applying and putting those truths into action. Uh, a lot of what we're doing in our impact groups here, uh, every other week when we meet and get together and we walk through the passage and kind of reflect back from the sermon and, and from the passage from there and the other passages as well, As well, and then we kind of end that time with, now what am I going to be going after here this week because of it? How do I apply it in my life? And, and that's an important truth for all of us to be practicing there as well. And he continues on in verse 7, says, have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Saying, Be careful, Timothy. Don't don't give any time. Uh, Really just reject all of this irreverent, these worldly, profane, uh, the idea of irreverent is it's it's the opposite of holy. And he says, to just put away any of these irreverent, unholy. Uh, uh, really almost even trivial uh, things, these myths that, that, that may come up and to be promoted. Kind of, we would say it this way, stay away from those old wives' tales. You know, j- just those things that, that, that aren't even true, that just been passed down and that somehow get elevated almost to the level of truth. He's saying, look, avoid all of those things, but rather train yourself for godliness, but instead of that, what he's saying is train. Same word again: gymnasium, gym, gymnazo. That we, we get gymnasium from train. Exercise yourself to godliness. Exercise yourself to godliness. So train. Uh, really, godliness. It's it, it's it's uh, it's from of godly being like God. Um, Literally, it's, 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 uh, it's the purity of heart that leads to the purity of action. It's the going after godliness, going after those spiritual things. And uh, Paul here t- is telling Timothy, train yourself, exercise yourself. Start working out here in godliness, in your spiritual life. Verse 8. For while bodily training is of some value... Godliness is of value in every way as it holds the promise for the present life and also for the life to come. For bodily training is of some value. Bodily training is of some value. I, I'll be honest, I kind of like the King James uh, version of this. It says, but, but bodily training pr- uh, profits little. Okay. It's a tough crowd today here <laughs> so bodily training does profit some It is kind of what Paul is saying here working out and taking care of the physical it does have a place and, and really but he's drawing a comparison and saying look the, the bodily training here it, it has some value so stay fit Uh, Take the time to work out and to exercise and to be a good steward of the physical body, Uh, but also know, uh, especially the older you get, the more, it just takes more and more work, doesn't it? And not only that, it just seems like the more that you build up there in, in, in physical training and then you stop for just a short period of time and you'll lose it like that right? It is something that is very quickly fleeting, it seems. And, and here Paul is saying, look, it's not that we want to totally ignore that at all. On the contrary, no. It does have value. It should be a part of the things that we're going after, that we are good stewards of our bodies and, and what God has entrusted to us for a short period of time. Everybody say short period of time. Yeah, that's right. Because these bodies are, are 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 deteriorating, and it will come. There will come a day in eternity that we will get a new glorified body. And everybody said, "Amen." amen. And trust me, Pastor Tim is really saying "Amen" right now. Right. And, and so we know this, and we we know that uh, uh, there, there is uh, some importance in this, but but it also. Is something that can be very uh, fleeting here, and it says while uh, physical training, while physical training h- does have some value, godliness is of value in every way. It holds the promise for this present life and also for the life to come. For godliness has value in every way. Everybody say every, every, in every way, in all ways. It's an all-encompassing. Uh, term here and so godliness benefits us in all areas it benefits us in the here and now as we're doing life and walking through day in and day out and it also benefits us for all eternity to come And so he's saying, look, keep working out, keep exercising, do those things, take care of your body as best you can, but know that that taking care of your spiritual life and pursuing godliness is of more value. And it's something that's going to benefit for all eternity. It will benefit in every way. And so spending time beholding God's glory in worship And and, and spending time in the word and and in prayer, it will bring a transformation in your life, one degree of glory at a time. That that it's worth it, That, that it's something that should take a priority in our time and efforts, and that we're going after hard in. He continues, he says, This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Literally saying, look, this is true and it needs to be believed. And we're seeing the emphasis here uh, that Paul is making. He's saying, now pay attention to this. Everybody needs to agree on this fact here. that, that, That pursuing godliness is the most important thing and the highest priority to be going after. In verse 10, for to this end we toil and strive Because we have our hope set on the living God. For to this end, we toil and strive, we labor. And and that word strive, it actually kind of almost to to the point of suffering for this. Because we have our hope set on the living God. He's saying, look, pursuing godliness is hard work. Amen? Amen? Pursuing the things of God and working on your spiritual life and your relationship with Jesus Christ is hard work. But why do we do it? Because we have our hopes set on God. Because of our focus, because of our priority. So while we want to prioritize good stewardship of the physical body, even more prioritizing that of the soul, of our spiritual life, of our relationship with Jesus Christ. says, because our hope is set on the living God who is the Savior of all people, especially those who believe. Because our hope is set on the living God who is the Savior of all people. Okay, we, we see in so many ways that the creator and sustainer of this universe who, who has extended this call to salvation to all men, although all are not saved, but, but the invitation is open, and yet even in the midst of that continues to sustain all of creation, and the sun comes up, and the rains come down, and everything that we need for life and living in this time, that God continues to sustain and work. We call this the common grace to all people, and that everyone benefits from the fact that Jesus Christ is on the throne. Amen? And so we see he's the savior of all, but especially those who believe, those who have placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and, and, and has the, the, the hope, the certainty, the guarantee of spending an eternity in heaven, despite our problem of sin. And not only that, that we have the Creator of the universe who loves us and who's right here with us in relationship with us each step of the way, each day, in and out, in the good times and in the bad times, but especially for those who believe he is our savior. Amen? Amen. And so um, we see here, it's hard work. We need to, to, to know the word. We, we need to know uh, our God and that we need to follow him completely. I, I'd sum it up this way. We need to be as devoted to godliness as an athlete is devoted to training. We need to be going after it like that. And as, as I was <clears throat> kind of mulling over that uh, here in the last day um, and, and kind of working through that a little bit, it's like, okay, so, so how do we do that? What does it look like here to, to start working out spiritually, Right? He's using that analogy and saying, look, keep working out, keep keep working on the physical, but even more, start your workout program spiritually. And so what does that look like? How do we work out spiritually? Here's uh, six tips, six workout tips spiritually for you. And I'm going to tell you, there is nothing new here. I am sure you have heard all of these from up front here, probably in the last year at least. Uh, this is nothing original, but these are six things that honestly have really just helped me in, in, in my own quiet times, in my own time with the Lord here uh, daily. So here you go. Number one, set a time and a place. Set a time and a place for, for daily working out spiritually. We, we do it physically, right? But I, I literally, and it's over time and things that have had different places at different times, but literally I have a chair in our bedroom. And my wife just was so gracious here just within the last year, bought me a new chair. And this one's even comfortable. Okay, this one's nice. And literally it's just like every day and I kinda of get up, I get some coffee and I'm kinda of, uh, spend a few minutes with her. She heads off to work, I go upstairs, I get ready. And then I go and sit down in that chair before I take off for work and spend a few moments. Just having that set place and time just helps with the discipline of, of doing that daily. And so I, I encourage you, set a time and a place. Uh, what, what should I be reading? Hey, guys, there is all kinds of different programs and things like that. If you don't have anything, we have a great reading plan. That's, it's on the church app uh, that you can... Uh, Uh, just daily reading plan that ties right to the sermon series as well. And if if you don't have anything else, I would highly encourage you to do that. Uh, It's uh, a great way to kind of follow along there and just some some great passages here each day. Number two, remove your phone. Remove distractions. For me, man, especially in the morning here and it's starting about 7 o'clock, and, and you start getting the emails, and start getting the phone starts buzzing, and phone calls, different things like that. And if it's there, the temptation is right there, right? And, and it buzzes, and you're quick to look, and then all of a sudden, I'm distracted. I'm answering an email or doing something like that. And so just taking it and putting it somewhere, remove distractions. Number three. One of the things I, I try to do is just as I start off, I, I just pray this. Speak to me, Lord. I, I want to hear from you. Just, just kind of open up before I, as I'm opening up. Lord, just, just speak to me. It, it may seem a little cheesy, but for me, it just helps to, to just say, Lord, I'm inviting you to speak to me as I look into your word. And I'm recognizing I'm not just checking a box here. I'm actually listening to what you have to say to me. So I pray, speak to me, Lord. I want to hear from you. Number four, as you read, this is another uh, little tip. got this from Tim years ago and stuff. As you're reading through there, look for those verb words. Uh, I'm an action guy. I'm always kind of, okay, what do I do? What do I do with? And you look for those verb, look for those action words. And literally, I'll I'll go through and just kind of mark those as I'm going through. Because you get a real good idea of what that passage is about when you look at the verbs, when you look at those action words. Number five. As I'm reading, as I am, I'm, I'm looking for the behold. I'm looking to, I'm really asking my quest, the question in my mind here, what can I celebrate you, Lord, in this passage? What can I celebrate about God in this passage? And as you read through that, I'm looking for that behold. That, what, what is it that I can worship you over from what, I'm, from what you're saying to me, what I'm reading here today? And then lastly, When I'm I'm finished up with the passage, then I'm trying to pull it all together into into one thing here. What's one thing that I'm gonna go after today because of what you just said to me, Lord? What's one thing that I can take to be going after today from this passage? Set a time and a place, remove distractions, invite the Lord Jesus into this time. Lord, speak to me. Uh, look for those action words. What's one thing I can celebrate God about that I can worship him over? And then what's one thing I'm gonna go after today because of this passage? Those six tips right there have just been over time as I've kind of just really thought through those and incorporated that has, has helped my quiet time immensely. And maybe some of them will help you as well. You know, we you're talking about working out and, and that, and I, 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 it, this has been kind of a, well, this has been a really weird year with everything going on, but especially over those last number of months and, and not only with most other areas of life, but also my, my working out and stuff has, has really just kind of changed uh, drastically here through the months. And I was kind of reflecting back of that and kind of pre-COVID, right? We went into lockdown, I think March 15th was the first, it was that Sunday was when we went into lockdown, right? But, you know, before that, I was actually doing pretty good with working out. And and I was was training in jujitsu kind of two, three times a week. And we were lifting at the gym and and really kind of gotten some good routines. And then, of course, everything closed. So, you know, then it was like, okay, so now here we are at home. And I've got some things in the basement once an area to work out and stuff too. And, and so what are we going to do? What am I going to do? And so I, I you know, started uh, just kind of pulling out some old workout, kind of some CrossFit type uh, wads there, the you know, workouts of the day and doing some things like that. Um, yeah, just, uh, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, do, doing that, I was, uh, I came across a, a book and actually I, I, Someone recommended it, and I uh, uh, read this book called Jailhouse Strong. And uh, it's a really interesting book. And what this guy did is he went into prisons, and he went in because you see, all of these guys, and a number of years ago, they took all the weights and stuff like that out of the prisons. And and yet, these guys just kept getting bigger and stronger and bigger and stronger. And he went through and kind of mapped out all of their workout routines that, that these guys will do in prison and just bulk up and just mass all within their tiny cells with no weights. no It's all body weight type stuff. And so I, I read through that, and that kind of got me fired up because, you know, I kind of felt like I was in prison at that time. And... Uh, you know, so they would get downstairs and start working through that. And then I got into the spring, my wife and I, uh, we joined this uh, virtual race. And so we, we would be walking miles each day and logging it in and keeping track of that as we were doing this. And just putting in a lot of miles and exercising that way. And, and so we, we've kind of done a number of different things. Here's my conclusion. You ready? I'm going to sum it all up when it comes to working out. It's more important that I work out than how I work out. Does that make sense? It took me about six months to figure this, right? It's more important that I work out than it is how I work out. So as we're talking about working out spiritually, the principle applies the same. It's more important that we're doing it than it is what particular program or plan that we're doing at any given moment. It's more important that we're taking that time of personal worship and in God's word and in prayer than it is worrying about all the different plans that are out there. It's it's less about checking off the the list and more about the priority and focus uh, of my worship. So let me ask you this, how's your workout plan? How's your workout plan spiritually? How's it going right now? How's, how's your plan for, for spiritual growth? Maybe ask it this way. What might be hindering you right now in your spiritual workout? What, what, what maybe needs to change or, or what do we need to add to or maybe we need to remove in the area of distractions That's getting me away from spending that time with the Lord. I don't quote Nike very much these days, but you still can go back to that phrase just do it, right? And that's really what Paul here is talking about. When it comes to spiritual, our spiritual life, the pursuit of godliness, it's important in every way. Just do it. Point number two. Ensure the church is God-centered and word-guided. Ensure that the church is God-centered and word-guided. Picking up in verse 11, and and you're going to see here, there are actually 10 different imperatives, 10 command statements that we see here in in these uh, um, verses here, these six verses here. And uh, first he starts off with, command and teach these things. Two of them right there. He's saying, Timothy, look, this is what I just was talking about. Command and teach these things. He's saying, look, expect this. Communicate this. Drive towards this thing and teach these things to your people here, Pastor Timothy. Be, Be going after this. Direct in this way. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth but set an example, but set the believers an example. And so he says, look, Timothy, don't let people look down on you for your youth. And so it begs the question then, well, how old was Timothy? And at that time, Timothy would have been probably in his early 30s. And so here he is pastoring this church, a younger man in that society, much like it is, in, our, in different parts of our society, age was something that was looked up on and, and younger guys may not have had the credibility that older guys were. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I turned 51 today. Today's my birthday, so thank you. At 51, is very different than 31 in a lot of ways. But, but also just in, in the, the years of experience and, and the credibility and a lot in the, the knowledge and, and all that goes into that. And I think back over, over the, the many years of ministry and, and, and things uh, and, and where I'm at now, um, you know, Timothy had, really, Paul's saying, you, you may have a little bit of a credibility issue. And so how do you overcome that credibility issue? And so he says, look, this is the way you do it. You start setting an, an example. And when people see the example that you're setting, it's going to outweigh the fact that you're a younger guy. They're going to listen to you, and they're going to follow and respond to the things that you're saying because of these areas, and and he gives us a list of five things. I'll tell you what, this is a fantastic list. If you want to kind of go through and evaluate how you're doing and where you're at, these five things are uh, just a fantastic list here, and really what Paul's telling Timothy to be going after. He says, so set an an example to the believers uh, in, first, in speech, in the things that you say, I would even go further and say, and sometimes it's, uh, to set an example in speech is not even as much as the things that you say, but also in the things that you don't say, <laughs> and the filter and the discernment that we have, and the things that you talk about, the things that you make jokes about, the things that, that, that uh, are coming off of your mouth as it relates to whatever the issues or people or whatever else. Set an example in the speech and the things that you say. Set an example, secondly, in conduct and the things that you do. Do do the things that you do match the things that you say? And as people are looking at your actions and as you're going about and doing life and and they see your behavior, is it something that's, that's worth following after? To set an example in conduct. And three, set an example in love. I'd say this way, in how you treat people. And uh, is, is this a, a, a sacrificial, this word agape, it's a sacrificial love, putting the needs of others over your own, being loving and caring to people. Whether that's an encouraging thing or at times maybe even a challenging thing that you're doing because you love them and want their best interest at heart. So in speech and conduct and love, and in faith, uh, and in faith, and probably the, the more the idea of this word here in faith is more in the idea of, of faithfulness, in, in following through and consistency and seeing that over and over, a little more of really the idea of faithfulness over uh, even just knowledge and belief system, but uh, it's kind of still in the word a little bit, but, uh, but, but are, are you faithfully living it out? Do we see a consistency in that? And then in purity impurity. Uh, the idea that is it's moral cleanness. It, it, has the, it really is an all-encompassing here of mind and heart and body, especially uh, being very careful of sexual temptation. Uh, it was very prevalent in Timothy's circumstances there as it is here and now, having those, the, the, those wise fence lines in place to, to guard against Sexual temptation, purity. And so he lays that out, being an example here to overcome the, the, maybe the, the, the age credibility issue here. He says, look, you be an example in speech and in conduct and in love and in faith and in purity. He says that you do those things and, and, and people are gonna wanna Follow. So the challenge to us as well, there's some great things to be going after there. Timothy's exemplary life would overcome any youthfulness that people would be hesitant to, to follow. Verse 13, he says, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. So Paul says, until I can actually come back and visit you again. Remember, this is a church plant of Paul's that Timothy has, has taken over. He says, until I come to you, here's what I man Make sure you're going after these things. The public reading of God's word. The sitting down and in a corporate setting, opening up God's word and walking through a passage. Kind of just like what we're doing right here. And so it's the reading of God's Word, it's the exegeting of that, hey, this is what God says, this is what it means, kind of is the idea. The public reading of God's Word and then also in exhortation, hey, this is how to apply it. This is how to take the truth of God's Word and start applying it in your life. One of the things we're always trying to do is at least to give that macro application of here's how it applies. Now you take that and really apply it into the day in and day out micro application areas of your life. But in the public reading of scripture and in, in exhortation and in teaching, teaching, another word for that, that there is teaching is doctrine. It's, it's how you take the things of Scripture and you make it a, put it into like a systematic theology. The, the idea is, really, Paul is saying, look, you need to be—this uh, is what God's Word says. This is how you apply it, and this is how it all fits together. This is how all of Scripture then fits together and the doctrines that are formed from the teachings from Scripture. And Paul says, hey, what, what, what do you need to be going after? This is what you need to make sure is taking place. That you're, that you're opening up God's word, you're walking through scripture, you're applying it in your lives. And so we, we need to be a church that always has this at, at the center focus of what's, uh, what's taking place in the, in the life of the, of the church here. And he continues here, verse 14, do not neglect the gift that you have that was given to you by prophecy when the the council of elders laid their hands on you. Do not neglect the gift that you have. Don't squander the gift. God has given each of us, when you come to Christ, we, we are promised here with spiritual gifts. In an area here, and in this case, in, in Timothy's life, this was something where really God's call on his life and the gifts that he had, that then the elders that had came together, the council of elders, had actually recognized that and placed hands-on to send into the work of, gospel, of the gospel ministry. And we see, look, that, that, that gift that, that, uh, that, that those elders saw and laid hands on and that God has called you to, don't squander it. Keep working on it. Use those gifts for all of us here. Use our gifts and abilities that God has given to us to further his kingdom. To to keep working on it. To keep at it. Don't neglect that. But verse 15, practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Practice these things. Immerse, saturate yourself, and this is something where it's, again, it's just that call, man. Just keep working out in these areas, keep developing, keep growing in these areas. Here, uh, I, I'll never forget. Here, uh, a number of years ago, many years ago, uh, we were actually in upstate New York, and I was an associate pastor at a church there, and I've uh, <clears throat> been there for, for a f- couple of years, and one Sunday I, I was preaching, and it got done, and, and an older gentleman came forward and came down and just said, oh, man, Pastor Steve, that was just great. Thanks so much. Wow, that was just a, a, a great sermon, and so I was like, well, I mean, thanks. He says, because I got to tell you, man, when you first came, I wasn't that impressed, I mean, he is dead serious. And I said, well, thanks. I'm glad that I've improved. And you notice that it's great to be humbled, isn't it? And uh, yeah. But, but the idea is, is that here, that, that really what he's saying is that we need to keep progressing. We need to keep advancing and working on these things that, uh, uh, that God has gifted us in. Pastor needs to be growing We need to be growing so that others can see and imitate. And you can apply this. This is is leadership principle 101 right here, right? Dads, you need to be growing so that your wife and kids can see that and to to imitate those things. Moms, you need to be growing. As as we're trying to, whoever it is that God has placed that we're leading and directing, we need to be Busy and at work and growing and developing, as God has called us to. Verse 16, he says, keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Keep a close watch on yourself and your teaching. He's saying, look, Timothy, you need to be doing a lot of self-checks here. Need to be one that's that's quick to be evaluating, and where am I at, and how am I doing, and putting those those things in place in your life that you have accountability and evaluation. Because by doing so, he says you will save yourself and your hearers. He's saying the the first thing is you're you're going to save yourself. You're going to keep yourself from going off track if you continue to do those self checks, and you continue to have people around you to keep you accountable. And and it'll keep you from going off track, and it will also keep what you're saying and teaching to others from going off track. Literally, the the idea here is that, the the goal here is that that I would get so fired up by this passage and God working in it, and then get up and communicate that out, out of what God has been teaching and growing me. Is kind of the idea that he's saying to Timothy persist in that. Let God rock you and then start sharing it out. That sound familiar? Yeah. It's a great principle for all of us there. May God just continue to move in this place and light us on fire for Jesus Christ. Amen? You know, I I, I do uh, appreciate uh, every so often as get on Facebook and uh, you, you see those, uh, I don't even remember how they phrase it there, but it's, uh, it's uh, four years ago today, something that you posted or six years ago or eight years ago. And, and a lot of times I don't repost those things or, or that. Tiffany and I, we share an account. She, uh, she does a lot of that or doesn't do much, but we'll a lot of times take that, that pick and, and we'll copy it, and then we send it through our family thread to all of our kids and stuff. And a lot of times you see some, I mean, there's some great pictures as you're looking back from, from six years ago, eight years ago, and things that we were doing, and, and to be able to look at that. But it is funny. As soon as you see that picture, you immediately recognize this isn't current, right? And you're seeing how everybody, especially with, with the kids who are now grown and married themselves, and they were back in the high school days, and man, how... So much has changed then. And, and I was thinking through and really uh, from this passage and just thinking through this and saying, what if when you saw this six years ago, eight years ago today, and you see that pic and you can't tell if it's, if it's now or if it was then because nothing had changed. And, and I think that's, that's really sometimes where we're at in our spiritual life, where we're we, we may know Jesus Christ as Savior. We may have been living for him for many years, but in that process have just gotten stagnant and that nothing's changing, that we're not growing. So we want to be careful. The, the challenge of this passage is just that, man, we need to be on fire working out in our spiritual life. Letting Jesus Christ and his word rock us and change us and grow us. And that's something that doesn't stop at any given age, but just continues and continues until we're with him in person for eternity. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. So how's that going in your life? How you doing with that? Are you being rocked daily, weekly with his word? Worship, prayer? Are you growing? If those that are close to you, maybe at work or maybe at home, and they, and they look back a number of years and say, has anything changed in your walk with Christ? Are you seeing a change of growth? I think this week it's time to get out our workout clothes. And uh, and uh, just get rekindle that passion for spiritual workout, Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Right where you're at, just take a moment and say, Lord, what what is it? What's that one thing from this passage that I need to be going after this week? Take a moment. Let the Lord Jesus bring that to mind and just pray over that right where you're at. What can I be going after this week? Where have you been challenging me from this passage? Maybe what's something, Lord, that I can just be worshiping you, something that I see in here that's just an awesome characteristic of you that just wants to cause me to worship, to give you praise? Lord Jesus, I pray that, Lord, we would just be passionate followers of you, that we wouldn't just be uh, taking these things, hearing these things, Lord, but we would be applying the truth of your word in our life, Lord. Change us, grow us, Lord, rock us. May we just be so fired up in our worship of you, Lord, that it affects even how we communicate with others. Lord, may we just become so contagious of sharing how great you are. And all that you're doing in our lives, Lord. In the good times and the bad. And even in the tough times. But yet you're still growing us through that, Lord. May we passionately worship you in all that we do. We ask this in your name. Amen. week, amen? Take a set of time and place each day. Let's go after our personal worship. If you have already doing those things, fantastic. Just keep at it. It's worth it. Let's just be worshiping and on fire for Jesus Christ in all that we're doing here.